This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Let's do a summary. Let's do a rebuttal. Since there's hardly any real Republicans on the uh, on the committee, nor the chairman, uh, we can analyze it here. Also, we might even have uh, Susan Duffy uh, in the studio, too. She was scheduled for today, and in fact, she's here right now. Wow. How, how do you figure this out? we got 25 minutes left before 6 o'clock. 25 minutes before Channel 7 news comes on with Susan Duffy. We'll talk about that, her interview, uh, two interviews, not to mention the interview today on the Hotline Show that got some, uh, that got some things going. Uh, and welcome back. We, where, what, move it from, the, not from there, move it from the arm. I know. Reckless. Yeah. Uh, so where were you? Were talking to Jim? Oh, you yeah, I was talking to Amy outside. Oh, good. Well, good. Discuss, I'm glad. Discussing the way uh, media can find. Well, this is great. Okay, so let's yeah. first of all, let, I mean, because people who may or may not know we're on the air right now, but so, uh, but I know Donnie knows that because I told him, and 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 I was worried, of course, that the January six hearings would would bring as m- many people to like you know watch an apple rot or to listen to. Uh, so nonetheless, let's just get this off the record. Today, you are on the Hotline Show today, and uh, it was uh, some parts were extracted from the interview. One of which was a, a, a you know comment you made about the days when you would go in as, as a young executive, and and talk to you know other potential buyers of of your product, and you said something. What what did you say? Something to the effect of Susan. Well, we were talking about. Let's get the context. Being being a woman in a man's world. Exactly. And that is a thirty year old. Yeah. That was in interviewing fifty and sixty year old men. Right. That the challenge right. was. Getting them to listen to what you were saying, not what and they were so seeing. And so it was kind of taken out of context, right, right. you know. So you yes. take their eyes off their legs. I've always said that right. to get them to hear what you're saying. Right. And so you had to know your you had to know your business better than anyone else. Yes. You had to, you know, for you to earn the respect of these men mm-hmm. in the industry that I lived in. Right. I had to know my product better than any man ever would have had to. But and like you said, you were interviewing other people that would later work for you as well, and that that was probably just as difficult too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. it really. Again, here's the thing. Let's be real. Let's be real. Guys look at legs when they're nice legs. You know, yeah, and, and but you want them to hear what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> but, but let's also go to the what to early today at the 12 o'clock show when you, you, you did it in proper t- uh, context. But it was taken out of context on Facebook. Uh, because that was one segment, of course, was put on a very powerful entity. We all know that. That's News Junkie. And from that, now I can't find it. From that, 
Uh, some people had some negative comments. And I noticed, Susan, and you and I talked about this, that most of them are women. So do women look at that as, as a knock on women from what you said? I have absolutely no idea. All I know is that sometimes people could just be really ugly. And you see my daughters on the post as well. Yeah, She's, and I your daughter to, was upset. I, I had to calm her down. And, yeah, you yeah. know, my 19- and 17-year-old granddaughters see that. And right. I like to show, uh, show them, you know, it's to real. empower it, women. It's so freaking real. It's ridiculous. I almost cussed. Uh, a, name, a woman by the name of Anne, we won't say her last name, doesn't matter. Uh, why would you say that, she asked, makes me less likely to vote for you. But here's the problem, Susan. This isn't 30 years ago. This is the year 2022. And this is, people feel compelled, not all, because a lot of people were laughing when you said it. It's the truth, especially women and guys who would recognize it too, because at the end of the day, that's what guys do. Is it a good thing? There's nothing wrong with it, but it's part of the business world that women, as business women over the years, including today, certainly years ago, had to deal with. And it's the things, it's the reason why uh, the Me Too thing uh, came up. And now that's overboard, like everything else with CRT, what's going on in our penal system, what's going on in society. You mentioned it today. Some, uh, some woman, uh, an incident that happened, I believe, in West Virginia, uh, had a gun and, and killed a man uh, and prevented him from using his AR-15 at, at a party or something. Right. We don't hear about that. Why don't we hear about that, Susan, in your opinion? Because it is... is it supports right. legal gun owners being able to consider, or I'm sorry, yeah. carry a concealed weapon. Right. There was no other injuries at that party other than the man with the gun. And yet we didn't hear about this. And yet today, what happened yesterday with the Supreme Court uh, decision on New York State and and uh, and concealed weapons? Well, that was that was one of the good things that's happened so far for legal gun owners. Exactly. But what did Governor Hochul, who by the way has a 20 point lead? On any Republican that will win next Tuesday for the primary for the New York State governor's race, what, what did Governor Hochul say? She is distraught about it. She uh -huh. says now someone can walk into a grocery store with a gun and shoot people. And, of course, she's referring to what happened in her home city of Buffalo. But in the case of West Virginia, and the reason why you have a concealed ca uh, carry, if you're a responsible human being, is to, what, protect yourself. And th th right, so a legal gun owner right. protected an entire group of, of graduates right. by having a gun in her purse that she legally owned. Right. And wouldn't you think that the left would say, wow, there's a, there's a, a David and Goliath uh, a scenario. Let me explain that. It's a woman, first of all. Right. Uh, and she's got a pistol. Right. He's got a gun that can kill multiple. Pistols can kill multiple right. people, too. But we all, always look at the AR-15 as, oh, it's a powerful gun, which it is. And, of course, real gun experts would say, Glenn, you don't know what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, he had the advantage. She had a pistol, but she had the capacity at that point to take it out. At that. And that, I don't know if I could do that. In other words, if I was in a bad neighborhood and said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a gun and I'm going to conceal it. And if I need it, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to be like Fredo Corleone in The Godfather. I'm going to be a complete idiot. You've got to know what you're doing with, with a pistol or, for that matter, a BB gun or a slingshot. But... The thing is, she was responsible that day, and she prevented something. So in a concealed situation like that where she was concealed, she saved lives. Hochul, on the other side, says, no, that's wrong. You, you shouldn't be able to, have the, to defend others. It's, it's crazy how they think, but this is where we are today, Susan. Yeah, would you rather have seen an entire graduating class wiped out? Right. Because that one woman was there to protect them. It just doesn't even make any sense. And, and what was worse is what we're finding about Avaldi, Texas, and how the cops stayed there for upwards of an hour waiting, for, waiting for other people to come in. And they were shielded. They had pre chest protection. But the leader of the band, who was just let, let go yesterday or on, on a suspended leave, whatever, 
Uh, he was the one that said, no, let's wait for the SWAT team. Meanwhile, people were literally bleeding to death and getting shot in the other side of, of an open door. They figured out that the door, in fact, wasn't even locked. So, again, we're not here to talk about Texas, but that's an unfortunate situation. So, today you were in front of the county building. And I thought that went very well. You, you were there, and uh, you, you had the podium look very professional. It's going to be on Channel uh, 7 News tonight. And what did you say today? We talked about the Hall Act and bail reform today and talking about as a community coming together to have the back of these law enforcement men and women because they're just being, they're being attacked. I read a letter from uh, a corrections officer out of Cayuga Correctional Facility that quit his job yesterday. Now this is a, this is a man that traveled. He started his job. He went wherever they keep changing what's happening in the prisons. So he went from one facility to another facility to another facility. Hmm. He ended up working in Cayuga, which was an hour and a half away from his home, yeah. because they didn't have the same level of mandated overtime as the one that was 12 minutes from his house. Right, right. And uh, the bottom line is, is he couldn't take it anymore. It hmm. was specifically 100% because of Hall Act that he quit. Wow. He's, a, he's a husband. He's, he's a dad. He's not seeing his kids. Right, yeah. And they're putting his life in danger. Because they're stretching his, him, him thin because of lack of personnel at, Absolutely. at various Absolutely. I mean, facilities. a lot of the facilities are seeing three, four, five days yeah. of mandated overtime. And the one that really made him crazy was um, pulling making people work overtime last weekend to take inmates out of the RRU units and go watch the new Matrix movie and the new Batman movie. Yeah. So they're away from their family, right, right. babysitting inmates watching movies. Isn't that great? And and uh, and, uh, and and they're taking less. Now, here's the thing. Uh, one, people get cranky when they work over 40, 45 hours. I don't care what you do. I don't care if it's working at your place. I mean, people want their time. If you have overtime, hey, we have a deadline. You have to work a little later. But imagine being in a prison and working 50, 60 hours a week. 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I, I mean, again, yeah. God bless the men and women that do that. God, I, don't, I never had the heart or gumption to do that. So you have to have a, a special personality, to, and God bless them for doing it. But after a while, you're in, door you're in prison every day, and you're in there for 70, 80 hours, and not to mention driving back and forth between here and other facilities yeah. because we're so stretched. What are, we gonna, what are we going to do when I don't they're know, all gone? When they all start leaving in droves, what are we going to do? But John Moore asked you a real good question. I'm, I'm going to ex extract what he asked you uh, the other day at the library. By the way, great interview. John does a tremendous job. He should have worked for 60 minutes. But the one thing he said is, how is, how is a, a lone uh, uh, Republican going to change Albany as an assembly person? Well, like I said there, you chip at the majority. You just have to keep getting more people to run, more outsiders, strong conservatives that are going to keep. And you have to include the communities. You have to reach out to voters across the aisle. That When you look at some of the things that are going on in the country right now, 80% of us probably agree that we can't afford gas and groceries the way that we did because they're both going up exponentially. Yeah, sure. You know, um, and they care about that. They care about safety. They want to feel safe in their homes. Mm -hmm. They care about taxes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that they care about, but the parties have just clashed so much to the point where families are falling apart, mm -hmm. people aren't talking to each other. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving's I, worse than ever. Well, not only that, I mean, in my family, I have one brother that his daughter hasn't talked to him in two years. And uh, because she's a liberal and he's a conservative, or they exactly. just argue over nonsense. No, all the there time. was no argument. They didn't. She did not like who her parents voted for, so she cut them out of her life. What about the woman that actually told on her mother that she was at the January sixth uh, so-called insurrection, and she felt good about it? Oh yeah, that's my mom because she was on video, and so she just you know I I don't know if she's still in jail, 
So that's where we are. It, again, you, we all read 1984 by Orwell at some time or another, or at least we're familiar with it. And, uh, you know, when 1984 actually happened in our lives, it's like, well, Orwell was wrong, but he was off by probably tw- 40 years because 40 years later, it is all coming to reality. Uh, well, that's why we have to speak through the talking points. You know, we have to be in a position where we can articulate what's going on in the country and what are the things that we agree on. And we need to write our write our legislatures. We need to write our governor. I don't think there's ever a better time to get someone to really look at what they're doing if you do it right before they're running for election right, again. Right, because right. votes are all they're after anyways. Right. So the question becomes, and I think that the Democrats in New York City are really tired of not feeling safe in their homes as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure they uh, are are not happy with what they're paying at the grocery store. No one is. So exactly. So we have to find a way to, you know, again, career politicians. Right. You're talking, and I, I'm talking both sides. Yeah, you I know. know. I know. Uh, you, Mitch McConnell. Not many people on the Republican side are happy with Mitch McConnell. No, he's been I there mean, forever. he's been doing it. He's it's too long. Plus, he we looks need, awful. Yeah, well, he looks like a walrus all of a sudden. This bell. You know, they, we we turning be- into Imus. We become two parties of talking points. Yeah, it's as simple as that, and we need. Someone with common sense. We need people with common sense that can articulate that message properly mm-hmm. to kind of cut through it, get to the voters, get to the people that really, because at the end of the day, yeah. we do have the power to make decisions for our own states, for our own districts. Mm-hmm. And we do that by voting in and voting out people that are hurting us mm-hmm. instead of helping us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to look at. But as long as we just keep listening to the loud noise that's right. coming from the far left, far right on either side, right. we're never going to get anywhere. Is it promising that a, a young Latina from Mexico, born in Mexico, just won a special election in the congressional uh, a, a congressional district that hasn't seen a Republican representative in, in generations? And she's a young lady. She's almost like the, the anti-AOC, if you will. I was going to say Antichrist. Uh, she's the opposite, and she's Latina, and she's going to be. Uh, she's already. She's sworn in yesterday, uh, so that's promising because you know they 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 look at that. I'm talking about the left. They look at that. It's like, well, you're supposed to be one of us. You're the reason why we we have open borders to bring you up here for new opportunity to make you a democratic voter. But instead, she said, "No, Mas, God is my uh, savior. So is my family." Do you think there's a possibility at any given time in the near future, hopefully real near, close, uh, where we're going to have a red wave, a red movement uh, in, uh, in, the, in in Albany? Well, we're going to have a red a red wave across the country mm-hmm. in this next election. People, you can't do it. I mean, you just can't do it. We're not the government. We can't just print money and make our problems go away, right? right? Well, that's why we, we have inflation. Exactly. We have to live within our means. And... It's it's impossible. How does somebody? I don't care. You know, fifteen dollars an hour, whatever. Right. That whatever the wages, it's not enough, especially in the North Country, mm-hmm. to be able to. I don't. What are they going to do this summer or this winter when they got to pay their heat bills? I know. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. And you know, we we need to open up our pipelines. We were energy independent before this administration came in. Yeah, oh, big time. And and we can and we can. <coughs> excuse me. We can go back to that. But uh, they're gonna they're gonna no, throw. No, instead throw we're buying dirty oil from other countries. From other countries, and we're and we're looking like idiots in the process. Yeah. Uh, but and then of course there's the one woman that looks like uh, Hal Holbrook, a famous actor. She looks like <laughs> her. And when I see her, I swear I'm seeing Hal Holbrook with breasts. Uh, and she's a nice woman and whatnot. Apparently, from what Tucker Carlson says, she has no business being there. From what just like Kamala Harris, they really don't. There are so many unqualified people running the country right now. Pete Buttigieg, another guy. 
it, it's insanity. But and yet, but set, all that said, I just asked whether or not Albany can ever go back to being red at any time. It never was, by the way. But we've had red representatives as our governor. The last one was Pataki years and years ago already. But now they're saying, despite the fact of anyone that's going to win on Tuesday, it could be uh, uh, Giuliani, it could be Zeldin, it could be Astorino, it could be Wilson, whichever. It doesn't matter because Hochul at this point has a 20-point lead for the general election. Whoa. 20 points, Susan. Uh, and are they publishing those polls? Uh, it's by Z- I, I don't know if it was Zogby. I did happen to say, don't tell Jim Levin, but I was listening to uh, Brian uh, today across town. He, was, he read it. And it's, it's published. It's 20 points. Yeah. Now, again, polls aren't always right, but uh, that's a large margin. That, that just goes to show when you look at states like California, Massachusetts, New York, and Jersey, for that matter, we're, we're, we're in the, the, the blue triangle. We, we just can't get away it's, from it's ourselves. It's because so many people... They just buy into the message and not really looking at the issues. It's mob mentality. That's what it it all comes down to. I got to do a break because this is the shortened version of the Live at Five show. We started at the bottom of the hour. Susan Duffy's with us. You are on the hotline show today. Uh, If you're just tuning in, uh, the first half of of today's show, what would have been today's show, uh, was the last half hour of today's January 6th proceedings, where once again, nothing was done. Nothing was accomplished, Susan. But nonetheless, they cut into half of my show. So here we are. Let's do a break. We'll be right back. The headlines are clear. Dangerous drugs in our communities are a threat to our way of life. That's why it's important to vote for a man who's been part of the war on drugs. Vote for the best choice to replace me. Vote Susan Duffy. I'm honored to receive Assemblyman Walzik's endorsement. I intend to continue as conservative leadership when I'm the assembly person for the 116th district. I appreciate your vote on primary Tuesday, June 28th. Thank you. Paid for by Duffy for Assembly. Man, wouldn't you figure we have the same person who just did her own commercial right here in the studio. So, all right, so Susan, a couple days away from the big day, the 28th, and we've been talking about it for months. Um, I had you on the air here, I believe, in March, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so then, uh, and then one thing led to another, and then uh, you locked, knocked on a lot of doors. You've done a lot. Of, you've met a lot of people. Uh, what's the experience been overall? It's been very. It, it, I'm, I'm sure there's a it's lot been, of. It's been absolutely incredible, really. Just yeah. being out, the people that I've met. I, I have close to 1,400 signs up across the district, which that's, is that's, probably that's got to be a record. Ten to one yeah. compared to what I'm seeing of uh, uh, my opponent signs. So, right. um, and, and that's I've, a lot of volunteers who did that for you. Oh. There's a lot of volunteers that have helped, that have supported me, but a very big percentage of it is me just out. I go out almost daily knocking on doors, talking to people in the district, listening to their concerns, right. and the response that I get from them are incredible. So now we just need to get them all out to vote. Right. So early voting has already begun, uh, and uh, like a carpenter song, and it continues right through this Sunday. Actually, early voting does end a day or two before election day. I didn't know that. Yeah, it runs through Sunday. So you can't vote on Monday. You can't vote on Monday. I did, I did not yeah. know that. Uh, okay. Uh, but that said, the, the times are a little bit different. Uh, Jefferson County, the two places where you can vote in the county are in the uh, office building on Arsenal Street. That's the, is that the state office? No, the county office building, excuse me, of course. On Arsenal Street in Watertown and the municipal building on South uh, Main Street in Adams. Uh, it started already in the 18th, goes through the 26th from 9A to 5P. St. Lawrence County, a little different. The hours are voting from 9A to 5P ex- except Tuesday and Thursday when the hours are 9A to 8P. It doesn't really matter at this point. Sunday's the last day for it. All right, let me ask for early voting. For early voting, excuse me. So let me ask you one final question. Why do you want to be assembly person? Because I love the North Country, and I believe that I can make a difference here. 
Okay. And making a difference and, and more of because the whole big topic that we see, not just in this race, is who's more conservative. So the, the question here, and I had Scott in here yesterday, is that people, just like you hear in the Zeldin ads, yes, Mr. Zeldin, you claim you're a Republican, but are you a real Republican? Are you more of a, is, is the, does the River District, so the dichotomy is a little different than a lot because you got the River District of liberals up there on the river, I'm just talking out loud here, and you got more conservative base down here in Watertown. So you have a mixture of both, both sides. I'm talking about the overall. Right. We have actually, um, it's changed a lot in St. Lawrence County. We have more Republicans. Really? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Then we do have Democrats. It actually, I, I did think, not know that, by yeah, the way. Well, I found that out very early on where it w we used to be 500 more Democrats. Yeah. But the last time we looked, it was like 2,200 more Republicans than uh, Democrats. Uh, 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 why so is that? Anybody know why? I think it's the same thing. I think people are just disgusted with what's happening in the country. Right. And they not just want to see change. St. Lawrence County is a mess in, in many regards, too. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it is. Well, we got to admit that. You start, you start close. I mean, with the prison closure, right. you know, everything. I, I'm going to be in trouble from the girls for saying, you know, I yeah. caught myself. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's my quirk. Yeah, yeah. But I say some uh, so forth a lot. Go ahead. Yeah. So things. People are just tired. Right. They want to see change, and we need to give them opportunities, and we need to develop small business. Small business will be a really big one for me. Yes. I have the experience starting a business from the ground up. Right. I can help women become certified-owned, and we have a lot of opportunity for women-owned businesses here, or minority-owned, because of the universities in the or uh, the Fort Drum. Are you are you more pro-Republican than your opponent? Oh. Are do you look at yourself more of a conservative Republican than, than Scott Gray? Absolutely, 100%. And is that what the 116th District needs? Yes. Okay. And uh, early voting has, continues through Sunday. Do you know, I, 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 I refuse to do early voting. I just want to do the old traditional thing. But nonetheless, I'm going to go out and vote. And I encourage everybody to do the same. This is one of the most, if not the most, active primary seasons I've ever seen. And it continues because they changed Mark's uh, voting uh, in uh, late August, not to mention for the, for the, uh, for the uh, uh, Congress, too. Susan Duffy, thank you very much. Give us a website real quick. DuffyForAssembly.com. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, I got to go out of here to uh, CBS News, AM 1240, W10 in Watertown. Makes us legal. Uh, thanks, Ken. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. The January 6th committee is hearing about Donald Trump's efforts.